Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of V Brown Bag. Um, tonight, we are going to be having a continuation of our Python for DevOps series, um, talking with Python developers and learning how to level up our skill set. Um, tonight, I'm very happy to be presenting Kunal Batra. Um, I've had a, the pleasure of emceeing a couple of his other events. Um, he did a Deep Racer. Um, talk for the AWS Portsmouth user group, which I helped run the other night, and he knocked it out of the park. So he graciously said, hey, I'd like to, to come on to V Brown back and do some uh, Python talking too. Um, but before we get into all of that, a couple of housekeeping notes. Um, get in on the conversation. If you at V Brown Bag or hashtag V Brown Bag, I will be paying attention on the Twitters and uh, curating the questions to, to pitch at Kunal. Um, and also, if you are in the live audience, I will be doing the Q&A for Kunal from there as well. Um, so good evening, Kunal. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome. Thank you. Very, very cool. Um, let me go ahead and pass over the... Um, the power to actually uh, bef before we do that let me uh, show everybody something this I talked about this a little bit on Twitter um, but I was talking to the uh, the wonderful Nina Zakharenko uh, get that worked out properly and this was a website that she um, is running and this is this is for the intro and intermediate Python users that are in the audience and so I um, she said, well, hey, you should totally mention this to, to your viewers. So um, for everybody that's watching, here is uh, learnpython.dev. Um, it's a great uh, 101 and 201 and a little bit of a 301. We go into, she goes into a lot of good stuff in there. So, um, so now, without further ado, <laughs> let me kick it over to you, Kunal. Uh, make presenter. All right, sir, you have the power. All right, can everyone see my screen? Yes, we can see your screen. Okay, so first, only four slides here, and then we're going to get out of PowerPoint and kind of go into some live code. Um, so <laughs> awesome. let's begin. Uh, my name is Kunal Batra, and this talk is going to be building applications that can see. I actually had the idea for this application from that AWS Portsmouth group. Um, after that Deep Racer session, there was a bunch of people from an insurance company, and they were asking questions about using recognition and how they can you know, add site into their applications. So I thought it would be pretty cool. So thanks for that, Chris. And before we get started, a little bit about me. <clears throat> you can see on the right over there, a little photo of me on the bottom is my Twitter handle, just in case you have any questions at any time. I am a senior technical evangelist at AWS. And apparently I love working for developer focused companies. Uh, this was not planned. The last four out of five companies I've been at have just been one after the other developer tools companies. Uh, not complaining, love it. It just so happened to be the case. Uh, and I'm also really, really, really into machine learning and computer vision. It's just a passion. I think it's in a really cool place right now and the ability gives developers to really make an impact and move the needle on so many things. It's, it's really cool. <clears throat> and just before I dive into this talk, I wanna share a YouTube video so this video got me on the path of computer vision and machine learning. I was in an intro to machine learning class way back in the day in college, and our professor just played this video. It's by a guy named, uh, it's talking about uh, showcasing a guy named Jeff Hawkins, and he was the founder of Palm Computers. And this is, I think, what, 11 years old now? Mm. But it's a really, gay, really great uh, 
view onto machine learning and like really intro and talking about the basics of it. I don't think I've ever seen anyone explain it better than Jeff Hawking. So if you have a chance, go on YouTube, search for Jeff Hawking's artificial intelligence. I think it'll blow your mind like it blew my mind. Okay, let me just get back into my <clears throat> presentation here. So the agenda today, I want to talk a little bit about uh, this service that we have at AWS called Recognition, which is kind of computer vision and makes it really easy to add it into your applications. And then after that, I'm going to talk about or showcase how to build an application that takes advantage of a serverless framework we have called Chalice, which I love, and how it's going to be used to organize S3 images. Whoops. And uh, then we'll have two walkthroughs. I think it'll be kind of fun. One is going to be a facial comparison walkthrough. We're just kind of showcasing how we can compare two faces. <clears throat> I'll, I will be using Chris's face for both of these. Just to show oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I scoured on uh, Google Images and your LinkedIn. So let's see how that goes. Unprecedented. Um, <laughs> and then the last thing that we're going to do is just show a live feed from my camera and have it draw a bounding box in my face and give you a little bit more statistics and showcase what recognition is showing you. So I think that would be a good way to close it off. Very cool. All right. So before we get into recognition, I just want to kind of quickly talk about how at AWS we see machine learning. And this is just a really high level view. So we kind of see it in these three layers. The bottom level layer that you see over there is all the frameworks and infrastructures that machine learning developers and data scientists really use, in, not in AWS, just everywhere. <clears throat> and we provide that as well at AWS. Then that middle layer is a tool, a service called SageMaker. Not sure if anyone here has heard of it. It's a great way to get started with building custom machine learning models. It makes your life a lot easier for all developers, not just a data scientist and machine learning developers. And then what we're gonna talk about here today is those ready, already baked APIs that take advantage of machine learning algorithms that have already been created by our data scientists and machine learning developers. And you can see that's broken down into a couple of things. Uh, it's vision, chatbots, speech, and languages. And these are APIs that you can quickly add into your Python application and give it that power, right? So today we're gonna talk about vision and showcase how you can add sight into your applications. You can also add speech and do natural language processing and make chatbots, some really cool and fun things uh, to take advantage of with those services. That's it, guys. That's the PowerPoint. So now let's get into wow. the, the feed. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Show's over. No, I'm kidding. And we're um, done. And that's a wrap. That's a wrap. All right. So let's, the first thing I want to talk about is recognition. And to do that, I'm going to just go ahead. I've already logged. This is the screen that you get right after you log into uh, your AWS account. And this is the management console that shows you all the services that are available to you as an AWS user. I'm going to pick recognition because that's what we're going to cover here today. And I have it already as a recently visited service, but you might not. So we break down our services by categories. And you can kind of see that in bold over here, compute, EC2. If you go down over here, you can see machine learning, and you can see these are all the different machine learning services we have, and recognitions right here. So I'm gonna go click on that. <clears throat> and that takes us to the recognition homepage. And this is just a great way to see all the little components and services that recognition gives you as a developer to add in your application. So you can right away, and feel free to ask questions, Chris, if you see them popping up on Twitter. Or oh, absolutely. <clears throat> so, 
on the left hand side over here, you can see that we have the section called demos. And these are kind of the function calls also that you can make using the Python Bodo 3 SDK. And I believe Randall spoke about that maybe not the last time, but the time before that. Uh, if you haven't watched it, definitely recommend watching. It's a great view on how to take advantage of Python's SDK for AWS. <clears throat> but these are the recognition function calls. So you can see with recognition that, let me click on the first one over here. The first section over here is kind of label detection. Basically, you give recognition an image and it'll tell you on the right side over here all the different uh, labels that it's seeing in this image. Uh, I'm just moving my screen around so I can see it as well. Um, so these are all the results that it sees in the photo. It sees a transportation vehicle, car, and on the right side of that, you see all the confidence levels. How confident is the recognition software in that it sees this particular uh, label? So transportation, 98.8% positive. That means it's definitely, it's, a, it's probably there. Uh, human, 98.3% positive. So this is literally adding sight into your applications. Uh, now at this point, one of the questions I, kind of, I always get is, what are the use cases? It's cool, I like it. What are the use cases for this, right? And there are two major use cases that come with label detection. First is organization. You can organize your photos, you can use that for searching. So you have a, a whole store of photos. You can visually search, show me all photos with a car, show me all photos with a car and a person. Uh, so organization is a big one. <clears throat> the other one is moderation. Uh, and then you can see the next uh, selection uh, section here we have in the demos, image moderation. And a lot of times as a developer, you're going to have situations where you're going to need to classify user-generated content and make sure is that safe to show, not safe to show, and that's a really big use case. So organization, moderation are two pretty big use cases. Um, and we're all familiar with hot dog, not hot dog, right? So you can definitely say is there a hot dog in this photo or not. <laughs> uh, so that's what about a hamburger? Big... Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> uh, the third cool one over here is facial analysis. Um, so this will take a photo, it'll showcase where all the faces are, and then it'll start giving you statistics on the faces, is the person smiling, not smiling, and that's pretty cool. Uh, the coworker of mine built an app with this, so when he's speaking, he can see whether the audience is liking this particular part or not, based on are they smiling or not smiling, or are they paying attention. Um, it's pretty interesting. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's honestly pretty interesting. Uh, so, yeah, definitely something to take uh, play around with. And we're, I'm going to showcase this uh, in a bit. Uh, the last thing we're going to do is showcase this. The other one is celebrity recognition. I think this is a toy use case. It's really cool. It's fun. Um, but I haven't seen too many developers saying, "Hey, I need to use that immediately." But it's fun to play around with. Uh, face comparison. This is this is pretty cool for uh, just checking if someone is who they say they are. So one of the use cases I did was whenever my wife comes into the apartment, it'll say it'll know it's my wife and then turn on the lights or off the lights if it is. Um, uh, text and image, fairly straightforward. OCRing the image. It's actually a pretty big use case. People tend to want both, uh, knowing what an image is and also seeing if there is text and be able to search by not only the what's in the image, but also text in the image as well. Uh, pretty big use case. So those are the big use cases here. And the first application that I want to build out while we're on this session here is take an S3 bucket 
and make it so that anytime an image is uploaded in the S3 bucket, we know what it is. And then I'll leave it as an exercise for you guys to just, you can either add meta tags to that object, and so you can search on it, um, or you can just move it to a different folder, uh, or what we call a folder inside S3. And then at least you'll be able to organize your images. And then we'll also be taking advantage of a serverless framework called Chalice. So let's go ahead and get started. Now, the first thing we're gonna do, let me go to my terminal over here. Can you, can you guys see my terminal? Chris, is that too small? Should I make it a little bigger? Uh, no, no, it's, it's fine. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and build this application. Actually, you know what, before I do that, let me create the bucket. So I'm gonna go into my S3 section, which I pinned on the top over here, because that's very convenient. Uh, you can see I have 17 buckets, so not too bad. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and create a bucket just for this. Hey, I see a VTUG bucket, nice. <laughs> Uh, let me go create a bucket for this. We're going to call it Canal V Brown Bag. I'm just going to copy that and save it. We're going to say next, next, all the default settings for the bucket. Create bucket. So, where is this? There it is, Canal V Brown Bag. So now I have my bucket over here. And the idea again is drag and drop an image and then automatically be able to tell. Uh, what's coming into that bucket using recognition. And so to do that, we're going to be taking advantage of a serverless uh, framework called Chalice. Chalice is, you can go to, if you want to access that, you can go to github.com slash AWS slash Chalice to learn more. Uh, and I don't know if everyone here is familiar with Flask, but it's got a very Flask-like feel to it. Uh, it's called a micro framework because it's really small and easy to use and within seconds lets you build out that uh, those Lambda functions and get that set up. So we'll, we'll walk through it. I'll showcase uh, one example as well. Uh, if you're not, uh, if you also want to find out some more frameworks, prior to uh, Chalice, I used to use a framework called Zappa. Uh, I don't know if anyone here is familiar with it. Um, it's this one. I actually really liked it too. So I think this is also a pretty cool framework to take advantage if you want to quickly build Python functions and not worry about anything else and just have that running. So Zappa, Chalice, there's also um, SAM CLI. And this is kind of the new hotness right now, I would say. Uh, it's a little bit more, it takes a little bit more to use, but it's a lot more robust. It takes advantage of cloud formation uh, scripts. So I would definitely recommend taking a look at this now. Um, I personally am still a fan of Chalice just because it's so quick and easy to get started and use um, that I'm going to go ahead and use that for this. So we're going to go ahead and then kind of start building out our application. So I'm going to go into my terminal. And the first thing I'm going to do is launch this application called Tmux. And I love Tmux. It's, uh, it's called a multiplexer, I believe. But essentially all it does is allows us to have multiple panes in our terminal over here. So, and it also provides this really sweet status bar on the bottom that I just love when I'm coding. Uh, and also you guys can constantly see my Twitter handle on the bottom here, <laughs> at canal732. And you can email me at kbatra at amazon.com if you have any questions. So let's get started. Uh, I'm in my directory here, uh, AWS. So let's make a new directory for this application. And let's call this Canalvi Brownbag. Okay. Okay, so now we're in the directory. And the first thing we're gonna do as 
uh, most Python developers should is create a virtual environment. We're going to do this so we have a clean environment and any dependencies that we do install are not going to be mixed up with any global dependencies we have in our system. So I'm going to go ahead and create this environment. Uh, and and then so, we're going to go ahead and, yes, go ahead. Sorry, a quick question. Um, yeah. In, in the episode that we had where Calvin was on, they used, he used something called pipenv to do, to do this, to create the virtual environment, but you're using virtualenv. Is there, is there, a, is there a difference? Is, that, is this a, a, a Mac-specific uh, thing? Or? It might be a Mac-specific thing. I think there are multiple versions of it. I think it, there's also pyenv as well. Is, is that the one you might have used? Um, no, it was, it was definitely pipenv, P-I-P-E-N-V. Pipenv. I'm not familiar with Pipenv. I must let me just double check some. This one over here? Pipenv? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I haven't used this one. Uh, but the same so concept? The same concept, exactly. It's installing okay. a virtual environment. And I think also based on what Python you might have, it might be a different uh, name or setup for it. Gotcha. Okay. But exactly the same concept. So let's go ahead and activate our virtual environment. Okay, so we activate it. You can see that it's now in the virtual environment. And we're going to do two things now. We're going to install our, our Python SDK, Photo 3. And so we got that set up. And then we're going to go ahead and install Chalice. Install Chalice, which is our framework. And so it's setting this up. I didn't mention one thing that everyone here should uh, also have set up, which is the AWS CLI. Mm. Uh, yep. I, I think Randall also covered this as well. But um, if you are not familiar with it, this is necessary for Chalice. And it just makes your life so much easier. So I would definitely, it's pip install AWS CLI. I already have that installed. Um, please set that up if you don't. So those are the three things that you need. And now we have, we're ready to go. I personally love using Vim. I don't know how many people, what editors people here use. Uh, so many. Uh, <laughs> there are so many. We've, we've just, we've uh, deliberately steered away from the editor wars. Uh, so use whatever you want to. <laughs> smart, smart, smart. <laughs> uh, so, all right, I'm going to go ahead and just create uh, the Chalice project. So let's go ahead and say Chalice new project and then call this uh, live demo. Okay, so now it went ahead and created a project for us. It creates this directory called live demo where our application lives. We can go in there and we can see that there's two files that automatically creates for us. One is our bare bones application called app.py and then the other is requirements.txt. Uh, if we have any third party dependencies, like let's say we want to add Twilio or some other third party tool into our app, uh, we can just put that into the requirements.txt, the package name, and then when it does upload this to Lambda, uh, to AWS, it'll automatically also upload that dependency as well. So in this case, we're not going to be doing that. Uh, let me go ahead and just start creating this application. So we're going to open up our default application over here. And you can see that there's a, a lot of things are commented over here, but this is kind of what it gives you automatically. It just automatically creates this has these imports, so saying get chalice, it creates this app. And then from here, you see this Flask-like uh, view of creating our Lambda function. 
And it's actually creating like a RESTful API. It's saying if it goes to this, uh, whatever the URL that Amazon gives us, this, this backslash, return this uh, JSON here, hello world. And before I do anything else, I'm just going to deploy this just to showcase how easy this is. So I'm just going to get out of this and just say chalice deploy. And it's creating a couple of things for us. You can see that it created a deployment package. So it zipped up everything and then it sent that to AWS. Then it created the IAM role, which is kind of just attaching these permissions to our Lambda function, saying what it can do and what, uh, what it can. The next thing after that is creating the Lambda function, live demo dash dev, and then it deployed it. So you can see that when it says resources deployed, uh, it says Lambda ARN, the Amazon resource name. Uh, and then that's the internal name for it. And then you can see the API URL, which is that long uh, URL. And then let's go ahead and just pop this into the browsers to showcase it works. So if you guys ever want to create a quick application like that, you can. You see hello world over here. Nice. Yeah, so really easy to use. It's personally why I like uh, Chalice so much. And but what we want to do is something different, right? So we don't want to create that little API right now. What we want to do is create a Lambda function that whenever an object is uploaded to our S3 bucket, our Lambda function gets notified and then it takes some action. So let's go ahead back into that same application. And now we're going to keep this over here because we're not really going to change any of that. And we're going to add now a new, uh, new function over here. The first thing we're going to do is add this route a view decorator. Now I'm not sure if everyone here what like what level of Python they're at, but if you're not familiar with the view decorator, again you see this in Flask as well. It's this basically this app dot route uh, this line over here. Essentially, a view decorator just takes it transforms that a function inside of it. it wraps around a function and adds additional functionality. Uh, it's got a fancy name to a view decorator, but essentially it's just encapsulating a function and adding new functionality. You see this used a lot in frameworks. So in this case, we're going to have app, and then we're going to say on S3 events. So whenever a, an event happens, which is uploading, uh, I'm forgetting the name. Is the name Canal V Brownbag? I'm forgetting the name. I'll come back uh, yeah. to that. All right. Put it in there for now, and I'll change it if it's not. Okay, so this is the bucket it's going to look for events on. The next thing we're going to do is define the function that it's going to be called. We call this handler, and we're going to pass it the an event. And the first thing we're going to say over here is uh, let's just print out the object that was uploaded before we start calling recognition. So you can see that it's very familiar to that Flask-like view of it, which I personally like. And now we're just going to say object uploaded for bucket. We're going to give it this uh, variable over here, a string. And then we're going to say that another variable key is going to be right after that. And then we're going to go ahead and define those variables. It's going to be event.bucket and event.key. And then that should do it. Let me see if I can hide. OK, event.key. All right, so now that should work. Um, most likely, since this is a live demo, I might have messed up somewhere. I feel like I did. I feel like I forgot. Uh, oh, yeah, I did. A quote over here. Okay, there we go. Um, and then we'll just take it as is and see what happens. Let's go ahead and save this. Whoops. Save it. And then, well, now, 
This is the best part of Chalice. All you have to do is Chalice deploy. Okay, it's going through the process. <laughs> Looks like I didn't mess up so far. Uh, you can see now there's an, an extra uh, Amazon resource name over here, which is the handler. This is just that, I don't know if you remember the event name, the function I created, it's called handler. So that's over there. And let's go ahead and see if this worked. So, see my previous buckets here, Penalty Brown Bag, right? If I can find it. Yeah, I don't see it in there. There it is. Oh, nice. Okay, so let's go ahead and add some photos. I have some preset photos. Oh boy. <laughs> so the next one. All right, let's all right, let's uh, let's go add a puppy. Who doesn't love a puppy? Oh. All right, next, next. Upload choosing all the default settings over here, and we've uploaded our first photo. So ideally, if this worked, it should print out uh, that hey, we uploaded this photo, dog puppy in the bucket can all be brown bag, automatically for us. And to test this out. Uh, since we use the print functionality, I'm going to go to our logs to test this out. So let me go to our console again, this extra tab I have open. I'm going to go to CloudWatch, which we can check our logs. CloudWatch over here. And then I'm going to look at our logs. And in the logs, we should see, <laughs> see a lot of stuff in the logs, but I'm just going to search for uh, our function call, if I remember the name right, it is live demo slash dev. Okay, so live demo slash dev slash handler. It's right here. So we can see that there is an event that happened. Let's go ahead and click on that. And we can see if you guys, I know it might be a little hard to see, but it's bigger. Okay, object uploaded for bucket, Canalvi brown bag, dog slash puppy. So we created our first Lambda function and as soon as we uploaded a photo to our bucket, it automatically ran that line in our Lambda function that prints out really simply, this is the bucket can all be brown bag and here's the puppy, here's the uh, name of the file that it got uploaded. Pretty quickly over there. And now we're gonna go ahead and add recognition to this. So let's go back into our application and I'm going to open it up again. My favorite editor, Vim, and from here, <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and just add our recognition code. Oops. Uh, uh, two, two quick questions. Yes. Uh, the first question is, um, can I use F strings or can you use F strings? So I'm guessing in the, in the print statement there, can you use F strings instead of that? Oh, oh, I'm not sure actually. I've only used the print uh, statement over there for going out to CloudWatch. Gotcha, okay. And uh, the second question was, where can I learn more about decorators? Uh, I would, great question. I would Google view decorators. Uh, Google view decorators, okay. Yeah, view decorators. And then here you can see view decorators on uh, different types of frameworks. Um, let's see what a good source is. What are, Decorators. Function called oh. decorators. View decorators class 2.1.0. All right, I'll, I've got, I, I think I found a good one. I'll put it in the show okay, notes. Thanks so much. Cool, thank you. All right, so let's get back to this. So now we're gonna add the Python code for recognition. 
Um, and the first thing we're going to do, let's just make it easy for us so we know, recognition knows which file to run on. We're just going to make this file name is equal to event.key, which is the actual file name that S3 passes our Lambda function. Next thing we're going to do is define the bucket name that our file's in, which is event.bucket. And then from here, let's go ahead and initialize the, client, the recognition client. So we can call that functionality in our application and then just pass recognition here. Okay. And then from here, we're going to take, we're going to go ahead and call recognition on our uh, photo. So we're going to create a response variable to store that in. And we're going to say client.detect and labels. So this is the function in Boto3 that calls that detect labels. When I went through that photo earlier in the demo and I showed that car and the human and all that, this is that um, function in Boto3. And then from here, let me just, uh, we're going to say run it on an image and we're going to call it on the S3 object. And I'm typing this out over here, but this is something you can copy and paste from the Boto3 documentation. So S3 object, that's what this is. And then we're going to pass it this little JSON over here, letting it know the bucket and file name. So we're just going to say bucket and event of bucket is uh, bucket name. And then the name of the file is the file name. Okay. So hopefully I didn't mess that up. I love live coding. <laughs> oh, it's great fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, especially when you debug live, it's it's the most stressful and fun feeling at the same time. <laughs> Print. We're gonna now just say. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna do that right now. Let's put the labels in. So we're gonna say for all the labels, we're gonna iterate through the response. And this is the response that we get back above. We're going to iterate through that and we're just going to have it printed out like we did before. So we'll say print label, we want to know the name of what we're seeing and we want to know the confidence score. So we're going to have that confidence score as well. We're going to make it look nice. And then the confidence score and the confidence score is a a number, but we have to make that into a string so we can print that out. Confidence. Okay. Perfect. Okay, I think I got that right. All right, so that should be it. That should be the code. Basically, what we're saying right now is as soon as we have this at app on S3 event, so basically as soon as an event, an upload event happens on our bucket, run this function called handler and that print this statement out into our log saying up what the object name is in bucket. After that, then we go through the code and we say, uh, just define the file name, bucket name, initialize our recognition client. We have our response object now, which, and we call the recognition uh, functionality on the image and we store that in response and we just iterate through that. Let's go ahead and, oops, if this works. I'm crossing my fingers, hope you guys are crossing your fingers. All right, chalice deploy. 
Okay, so again, it's creating the deployment package, updating everything, giving the IAM roles, and let's see if this works. So let's go ahead to our bucket, put in a new image over there. So we have this one puppy image over here. Let's add in a new one. I have a couple here. So I only get four, uh, three more tries for this. Hopefully I don't need to use all of them. <laughs> then it's gonna get awkward trying to find new images. All right, next, we're gonna alter the default settings, uploading an image onto S3. By the way, for those of you not familiar with S3, S3 is our simple storage service. Easy way to upload and download, um, store and retrieve uh, objects and images or whatever you want to have onto AWS. Uh, com comment from a uh, comment from the viewers. Um, debugging live might not be fantastic for the debugger, but it's great for the learning viewers. Of course, yeah, I totally agree. Okay, so we we uploaded our photo fourth puppy, um, and now let's go ahead and check our logs to see if this worked. Uh, I'm crossing my fingers. So let's go to logs. Let's go to live demo our function over here. Uh, live demo dash dev dash handler click on the logs you can see another um, uh, event has happened so if I click on that event um, it did not work so our viewers are in luck <laughs> so let's go through what happened right now um, we can see that, yeah so we can see that object uploaded okay that's great so we got that print statement in there canola v brown bag um, and we got the name fourth puppy which is what we uploaded perfect now we're seeing that global name photo three is not defined. Uh, okay, so let's see. I think I installed um, photo three. Let me just double check. Okay, I did install photo three. Uh, maybe I didn't. Uh, I, oh, I know what I didn't do. Import. Import Boto 3. Yay! Okay. Oh, whoops. Yep, okay, let's see if this works now. Showers deploy. And for those watching, please review our our episode on importing function or importing modules. Da -da -da. <laughs> I set you up for that. Thanks. All right, let's go ahead and try this again. Okay, so it's we're like going to go ahead. <laughs> Second, all right, we're just gonna say all the defaults over here, upload, photo uploaded, let's try again. Logs, live demo slash dev slash handler, okay. All right, it's still going. Refresh, 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 okay. Uh, different error occurred now, so let's see what that is. Mm. Uh, Unable to get object metadata, check object key. Oh, I know what this one is, we can fix that. Uh, so essentially what happened here was, again, you can see that it printed out the right thing, but over here, it doesn't have the, our Lambda function doesn't have the right IAM permissions to access our bucket. So let's go ahead and give our function permissions to access the bucket. So for those of you, I think I've went over IAM uh, before, but it just basically adds permissions to give access to different aspects of AWS. So let's go to Lambda and find our function here, dash dev dash handler, and let's just give it the right permissions so we can do what it needs to do. Uh, where is this? 
Okay, so I see my existing role over here. Let's say view uh, the IAM role in the IAM console. And we're gonna give it the right permission. And we're gonna attach a policy that lets it access S3, which is our simple storage service. S3, and we're gonna say, I think it only needs read only. I don't think it needs write, so I'm just gonna go ahead and attach that policy to it. Now we're getting a and twofer, we're getting Python and AWS training. This is amazing. <laughs> you guys are lucky. <laughs> All, right. Um, <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and let me go back to my console. All right, let's go to CloudWatch. And let's go ahead and upload another image. I think this is the last one. All right, let's go ahead and upload this one over here, third pup. Next, next, upload. Okay, cross your fingers, guys. We're out of puppies. I'm going to go back to logs. Uh, we're going to go to live demo slash dev slash handler. You can see the third uh, event popped up in the stream. Let's go ahead and click on that. Uh, I think... Uh, times in 909, it looks like key error label. Oh, I might have, might have misspelled something in my application going back in there. Okay. I swear I practiced this before I did it, guys. <laughs> like, like we said, this is, this is great uh, learning for the, for the, for the viewers as opposed to the debugger. <laughs> okay, so I think in the debug over here it said that there's a key error with label. Let me just see if I misspelled anything with label. Um, so I have detect labels, and I say for label and response. Uh, oh, it should be labels. I think. I think that's it. We're gonna have to delete a puppy. Oh no. Uh, or we'll <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and chalice deploy this. Okay, let's go ahead and try this again. Let me go back to the S3 bucket. This is cool. And let me, you know what? I'm just going to go take one of the Chris faces and see if that does anything. <laughs> it's going to break it. <laughs> this was meant for future use, but we'll try it right now. All right. Upload. Clearly a puppy. Okay. <laughs> I'm curious to see what it says. Uh, logs, let's go to live demo. Right, it's going still. Come on, come on. All right. Oh, it worked. Oh. All right. So you can see that. Let's go through the stream over here. You can see that it printed out the statement object. Uh, can all be brown bag for the bucket name. The file name is chris1.jpg. And then this is now recognition automatically running. It saw that photo come in, sent it to our Lambda function. And it's now organized. It's now telling us what it sees. So person, it's 99.72% confident that there's a person in this. It's a face of a person. It's a human. There's still wiggle room. Uh, <laughs> hey, 93% beard. I am 100% bearded. I take offense to that. Beard. That is, that is yeah. outrageous. 
Uh, and it's cap, and it says sunglasses outdoor. I don't think you're outdoor in that actually. I'm, I'm not sure. Oh yeah, I was. You were okay. Um, so nature, uh, and this is kind of going into other classifications that if you might want to search for, let's say, a portrait, this will show up as well. Um, so these are all the tags that it found in that photo. Um, this is the. Let me go back to the application. And so a really popular use case now would be to take this code and at the end of this, just move or uh, that file into its own folder, saying a person or whatever you want to do, or add uh, those meta tags to the image. Um, so you'll be able to organize your S3 bucket in the future uh, automatically without having to do anything. Uh, so organization, again, is organization and moderation are probably the two biggest use cases for computer vision. And that's that was an interesting live coding session. So that was thanks, awesome. guys. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so that's how you add. That's how you take advantage of AWS Chalice to create a serverless Lambda function, um, as well as do uh, on events with S3 and then recognition all three over there. Very okay, cool. so now the next two little demos I have for you guys are not so much live coding together. It's going to be walking through uh, two demos. So already loaded up. I'm going to get out of, oh, I have tabs open over here. Okay, so let me go into my faces tab. Let me make this bigger. I don't know, I don't know if you guys can see this. There's a photo of a puppy on my right inside of my terminal here. I guess it got stuck on my screen somehow. Yeah, we can see that. That's interesting, right? Hmm. Uh, Okay, so now we're going to go ahead and do the other functionality uh, of, let me just open up recognition again. Uh, let me go to services, recognition, and I just want to showcase the face comparison tool. So we're going to take advantage of this face comparison tool over here, and we're going to call this on Chris's face, two images of Chris's face. So let's just go compare this. Let's see if I can break it. Okay, so here's Chris one, Chris two. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Chris one, Chris two. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and call recognition to compare those faces. So I have both these images that we're going to use. Uh, let me go ahead and just open up this program. Okay, so it's Python over here. This is already pre coded. Um, first, you can see we're importing our Bodo 3 file, which I didn't, I forgot in my last one. Um, and now it's just going to go ahead and call everything here. So it's going to take a look at two files, the Chris1 and the target file Chris2, compare those, um, load up recognition. It's going to, in this case over here where it's saying open, it's actually converting those images into bytes because recognition likes seeing the images either as something uploaded into an S3 bucket or in bytes. That's the way it likes the parameters for sending images. Then it's going to go ahead and call the Bodo3 function for comparing faces. Um, we're going to say that it needs to be at least 70% similar. It makes sense. Um, and over here, we're going to iterate through the face matches. So if there's multiple faces in two photos, it will kind of go through all the faces and start matching all of them together. So let's see if this works. This is should be pretty easy. It's just two images. Um, I'm curious to see what the percentage is. What could go wrong? So let's go. <laughs> what can go wrong? Uh, by the way, this example is straight from the documentation. 
uh, of recognition. So if you want to check that out, you can just go to docs.aws, search for recognition, and if you look at comparing faces, uh, this would be exactly that example in Python. Cool. And so let me give you a little uh, background on what's going on here. It's giving two coordinates over here, the face at 0 0.3 and the other one's um, 0 0.13. Uh, basically, this is just one face in each, but if there were multiple faces in both photos, it would give you the, uh, that's a way of showcasing the coordinates of that image, of that face. Um, and you also you can draw bounding boxes around it if you want to or get fancy with it as well. Um, but in this case, basically it's saying, taking a look at both uh, photos, it's saying it matches with 72.67% uh, confidence, um, which is pretty high. 70%, I would say, is a threshold for two faces being similar. Um, and those were kind of pretty different looking uh, faces. And yeah, and I, and I was wearing a hat and sunglasses in one and looking like a complete right. derp in the other one. So there's, uh, <laughs> there's all, all kinds of, um, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised it's that accurate. <laughs> so, I, I mean, like, again, take advantage of this. What I did was um, kind of match it to my wife, and then we turn on and off the lights based on it. Kind of really simple. Uh, we already had the lights hooked up with Alexa anyway. Uh, so another easy way to play around with this and may maybe build something fun. Uh, also, take advantage of Chalice as well. I would love to hear uh, if you guys do use Chalice after this and love to see what you guys code. All right, so this is faces. And then I have one more um, before we close it off to questions. And I'm going to... So many go questions. <laughs> All right. Most of let's them are inappropriate. <laughs> All right, let's go to, uh, where is this directory where I have stuff in? Okay, yes, this is the one I want to showcase. Um, so again, I am a huge fan of computer vision, uh, machine learning, and when I first saw recognition, I only wanted to build one thing, one thing at all. Um, and this is going to show you a live video feed from my uh, computer here, so let's hope this works. I am at the Amazon office in New York, so it might be a little dark. I think it should be fine. Um, let me go ahead and run this right now. Okay. All right, so this is going to start accessing my video feed. Let me know if this works. I hope this works. All right, can you guys see me? Yep, yep, we can see you. Okay, you do not have reason. a mustache or a beard. You appear nope. cool. <laughs> okay, so it's actually, those coordinates that I showed you before, it's taking those coordinates, it's drawing the bounding box on my face, it's giving some information on uh, what recognition provides, and I made that uh, kind of printed on my face right now through um, Python. What I'm doing right now is taking advantage of a tool called OpenCV. Uh, it's this really interesting image recognition, image, well, image processing tool. Essentially what's happening right now is I'm taking multiple screenshots of the screen, of this pretty good video feed, and sending that to recognition. And I'm getting back essentially what we saw before for the face comparison, except now it's giving back just for my face, the coordinates, and it's giving me like different aspects of, apparently I look confused talking to you guys right now. I, I'm not, I promise. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say something. <laughs> there you go. I'm happy. So, yeah, uh, it's taking advantage of recognition and taking advantage of that face um, statistics that it's showing right now. 
uh, using OpenCV as well. Um, I'll walk through the code. The code's a little bit more complex. I think if you guys would like, I can go ahead and put this up in a gist, and then you can just play with it right now, run it, and then start mucking around, playing around with it, having fun with it, maybe modifying some recognition stuff and taking advantage of this bounding box thing. Do you think that makes sense? Should I do that? Put That'd be great, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay, let's do that. Um, you can see it gives me that age. Oh, it still goes confused whenever I talk. All right, you can still the age group over there, smile. All right, perfect. So let me close this. And then let's quickly go over this. Uh, again, so this is taking advantage of uh, OpenCV. Uh, so there are a lot of additional libraries that it requires and dependencies. Um, we're saying in the camera parameters, um, what's the width and height of the screen that the video feed we want to showcase. Um, and then here's some of the recognition um, uh, parameters that I want to showcase, gender, age, smile, mustache, beard, emotion. Uh, and then you can see that we're sending a frame, which is taking that screenshot and then just sending it to uh, recognition. And then from there, we're getting back the data on the XY coordinates so we can draw our bounding boxes and just kind of printing this on the screen. Um, so I'll just put this up on it just for you guys to play around with. I, you know, if you want, just run it and then you can start mucking around, having fun with it. Um, if there are any questions, again, feel free to email me or find me on Twitter. Happy to answer any questions on this. I love this. This is the kind of stuff that makes me really happy and it feels like the future for me. So I love doing this. Um, and yeah, guys, those were the three examples. We got a little live coding session, a little serverless, um, a little face detection, and uh, live feed going on there. Very cool. That, that is that is super awesome. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort through the the list of questions about how many puppies do you have to kill to get a? Uh, <laughs> can we do one? Kyle Reddy's beard? No, no. Fifteen year old Chris? No. Uh, <laughs> Confused seems about right for a V brown bag. Thanks, Graham. Um, how, oh, how many faces can it recognize in a video frame at one time? Uh, that is a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I've seen, I've tested this out, by the way. Uh, I've seen quite a bit of uh, faces, but you know what? I kind of want to do that right now because it's, I'm curious too. So I'm just going to search for an image on Google uh, images saying crowd, but I feel like it's a lot. Uh, okay, let's do this one over here. Yeah, there you go. I'm curious to see how this works. So let's go ahead and open image a new tab and let's try to get this. Can we get the URL for this? Does this work if I take that out? Okay, perfect. So let's put this into the demo for recognition. Uh, do I have it open here? Okay, so make this smaller and then I'll go to object and scene detection and see how many faces it can count. The URL is either does that not work? Or does not support oh, cross-domain requests. Oh yeah they might have blocked that. Um, let me see if I can save this. I am curious save then let's upload it. Where's Chris? This is Chris Festival. All right. 
So this one, I don't know if it's doing faces actually. I don't think it's doing, maybe it's facial analysis that does faces. Yeah. Okay, let's try it again. Oh, I feel like it's counting a lot. It's definitely taking time to analyze now. So many faces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It got, oh, it got, wow. Man, oh, yeah. It did a lot. Yeah, I don't know if you can see too, but like you can show you like the eyes. It tries to pick up the eyes and. Uh, yeah, the, the edges of the mouth, the eyes, the, exactly. the nose frame. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's actually, it does pretty well. Uh, I don't know what the exact number is. I, I don't think I can figure out from this, but um, yeah, so quite a lot is the answer. So many Skynet comments right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, bet you, I'll bet you get that joke a lot when you demo this. Uh, I haven't so far, so that's the first. <laughs> no, really? Wow. Yeah. I'll get you a Skynet t-shirt then. That would be great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, all right, let me uh, let me double check if there's any legitimate co uh, questions in here. <laughs> um, oh, uh, how do you tie in facial recognition with the lights? I'm assuming this goes back to your, your, um, your house comment, that you, you have the lights yes. turned on when you walk in? Exactly. Um, so we have our, our home automation set up. We have a switch with lights where it, it can work with Alexa too, where you can say Alexa, turn on or off the lights. Mm -hmm. um, we also call that um, whenever we have a face mask. So you can see that um, whenever a person comes in and it's my wife, then from there it's going to call Lambda function, which then if it is my wife, it'll uh, go ahead and turn on the lights. But you're, but how? So what are you using for the camera? Is it a deep lens? Is it a, you said Alexa, but that doesn't have a camera on it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a Raspberry Pi camera. Oh okay. It's so, yeah. Oh gotcha. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, all right. I think yeah. That's that's the end of the legitimate questions. Uh, <laughs> everything else is is a chaff that we shall discard. <laughs> <laughs> cool, uh, Kunal. This was this was fantastic. Thank you, thank you very much for uh, for this presentation. Of course. Um, okay. Well, uh, with that, um, uh, okay. So uh, people saying thank you. Great, amazing stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, th uh, again, uh, th thanks very much for for uh, taking time out of your out of your busy AWS day to uh, to show this off for us. Of course, appreciate being on here. Thanks a bunch. Have a great night. All right. You too, guys. Take care.